Why did I say ticking off? Ticking off. You're ticking me off. Is it like a TikTok, like a clock, or is it like a tick, like a bomb? Like a, oh, <gasps> oh my gosh. It is a little echo in here, so we need to. Uh, okay. We need to be like direct. Direct and straight I'm to the point. I'm going to talk to you directly into you, my mm. microphone, micro. I'm talking directly into you. Do you hear me? I'm getting so close to you. Um, I'm going to talk directly into your e-ball, e-balls. That was, that was weird. Into my banana hammock. This is our True Crime Paranormal Podcast. That's Brie. And that is Amy. You guys should follow like all of our socials. Yes, we are on Facebook, TikTok, TikTok, Twitter, TikTok. TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, and Snapchat, and you know, just about anywhere. Just look at at WWTM Podcast. Yeah. And we have a Patreon too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. buy me a coffee. You buy can find it all on our website, what's with the neighbors.com. And a link to our merch. Yes, which um, there may be a new summer um merch coming out soon it's a brewing it's, it's in the works guys it's, get excited get excited speaking of merch <laughs> um, is gonna kill somebody yeah um, she's gonna be on the jail list tomorrow <laughs> when i go to work you know guys i tend to, we tend to make mistakes and, and okay so i have a question for you amy okay scenario i'm in it you accidentally Get sent something. Mm-hmm. You know it's not to you, correct? Because you didn't order it, correct? And you didn't. You know it's like it's probably not from a family member because it's very obviously not, correct? What do you do? Um, Honest to God, do you keep it or do you send it back? Well, it depends on the company that sent it. Okay. So if it was like Amazon, I'd reach out to them because they would probably say like, "Go ahead and keep it," and yeah. then we'd fix the situation. Yeah. If it was something that was like personalized. I would contact a comp- the company and say, like, how do I send us back? Because, exactly. like, it obviously needs to go to the correct person. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. Okay. So you're a good human being. Thank you. All right. Awesome. I also start putting my shopping carts away. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I made you feel awful about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel awful for making you feel awful. <laughs> okay. So I got some cool summer. Like, I just, you guys have seen the pineapple logo, right? Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Me and Amy needed new ones. Right. I felt it was time. It was time. And it's summertime's coming. I feel like it's more like yeah. friendly with summertime season. So um, I had some new shirts ordered through yeah. Zazzle, who are also one of our sponsors. Right. And I mistakenly had them sent to the very last person that I had sent merch to for winning a raffle. And so I didn't realize this and I'm waiting for these shirts to come in. And last night I look and it's been a week since I was supposed to get these shirts. Right. And it says it's been delivered. And I'm like, no, the, it hasn't. I don't Where have are shirts. these shirts? Right. Yeah. So I look at it and it says has been delivered to this person. I'm not going to say this person's name because if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, I'm glad this wasn't a gift for my mom or something because I would be really, really upset. Right, right, right. This is just something for us. But personally, like, I'm not even mad that that this person got the shirts. Right. Because, like, cool, you can wear our our logo. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I'm just mad that you didn't, like, reach out to me and let me know. 
Yeah, because I mean, if obviously they listen my, to the my podcast. My information is all on it too, like my phone number, my address. Right, but they could reach out to us through our Facebook, through our Twitter, exactly. through our email. Like, what's and right I, the name? I tried to find their information. I couldn't find their information anywhere uh, other than their address, and I'm not going to like go to their house. Yeah, that's awkward. So, um, you know who you are if you're listening. Um, enjoy the pineapple shirts. Um, and also you better wear the hell out of that shirt and advertise for us because I'm going to be pissed if you don't like gift it to someone and make them wear it and be like, Hey, you see my shirt? They gave it to me for free on accident on accident. Yep. Um, also go through Zazzle guys, because they asked no questions and they're going to send me new shirts for no questions asked. And like, it was my mistake. They're like, Oh, I'm so sorry about our mistake. And I'm like, it's not your mistake. It was my dumb mistake because I didn't recheck the address. Right. I don't know why it automatically put that address. In. I don't know. It was so weird. But anyway, that's my rant. Wear the hell out of the shirts, please, or I'm going to be really mad. So, And also, maybe you give could. Give us a shout out. Yeah. Give us a shout out. Take a picture and like post it on Instagram yeah. and like tag us in it. I'm not going to blow you up. Like I, I'm not really blowing you up right now, but I kind of am. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. You know what you did. I'm not in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right do you have a question for me i have a question for you um, more interruptions i don't think i printed i knew whenever you said off the phone you're like oh i gotta go because i have to buy these now and i was like god dang it amy <laughs> okay mm. son of a bitch these are good so these are not the hometown. We're not doing hometown right now, right? No. Okay. So this is my question for you. What is the weirdest item you keep by your bed? PG, please. Oh. <laughs> um, like something that I would need? I don't know. What's the weirdest thing that's beside I mean, I your bed? I have a Lego Iron Man that I, that I have right next to my... I have a picture of you... Oh, that is weird. I have a lot of pictures of people. It's all by, it's my friend's wall. Oh. Um, what about your Iron Man hand heart thing? Yeah, I have that as well. My Iron Man arc reactor. Yeah. That lights up. I use it as my night, as like a nightlight to see in the room. That's cute. Oh man, I'm going to think of something later. Okay. Right? If you would have said not PG. Yeah, I, I don't want to know. Some clear liquid okay. that we use for um, Stop. activities. That's not weird. I don't know. And also things that have require batteries. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, do you want to know the weirdest thing that's on my side of the bed? Yes. Fire starters. Oh, I might need them. It's just there just because. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're in my drawer. <laughs> they're like these little sticks. And I was like, Rick, what are these? He's like, those are fire starters. He's like, why are they in my drawer? <laughs> I have candy. I go through it every now and then, my drawers. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck is this doing here? I have hospital bands. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because you take them off and just... Yeah, I just throw them wherever. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe one day I'm going to look at this. And remember the time I was in the hospital? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trash. Um, who's going first this week? I you went... are. Okay. I went first last week. Okay. Do you have a neighborhood story? Because I was lit. Oh, yeah, we didn't record last week. Um, Hi, guys, by the way. Sorry. Oh, we... yeah, we have so many announcements. Yes. So we had that one announcement about Brie um, getting shoplifted from... Shoplifted. So we had that one announcement. And then 
Um, now Amy has something to tell you. I have something I have to tell you. Amy's breaking up with me. We had to dismantle the podcast room today. So it's very like if it's a little echoey, we're sorry. It's very weird. It's very weird. We're sitting in like an empty room, basically, um, except for like our equipment. And because uh, I'm moving. Yep. Yes. Out of Alaska. It was very quick decision. Yeah. So and that's why things have been kind of weird. Um uh, this last couple of weeks, you know, we skipped last week because I literally had zero time to Brief. even edit the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Bri edited the yeah, podcast. Guys. I did it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was so proud of myself. I, I was that. like, uh, Bri, you have to download this app, or download this program and edit the podcast. I like, this is I don't taking have time. me like five hours because my Mac does not like this, but <laughs> we're going to do it. So, fun. yeah, it was. And, and so it's just been a whirlwind of things. It was a last minute decision. We need to get down to somewhere where my husband can breathe. Yeah. So um, he came up and because he's been helping my grandma. He came back up and he's like, all right, we're moving. And I was like, great. So it's going to be a good thing. Yeah, it's going to be a good thing. It was going to have to happen anyways, mm -hmm. because Brie is leaving me. <laughs> so was, she was like, I'm leaving um, next winter. And I was like, bet. So I was like, I'm going to leave first so that <laughs> I can't be sad that you're I'm leaving not gonna me. I'm going to be sad. You're going to be sad. Yeah, exactly. I know. So it's yeah. not going to change. We're still going to do the podcast just so you guys know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it'll be right now. This is why it's been kind of sporadic and like up in the air where we don't know minute, when we're going like, to record. Yeah. Last minute, not recording or like changing our minds. And so like if that happens and, you know, she'd be like, OK, let's just, just roll with it with us. Think please. of Amy and her family and yeah. hope that everything goes well and to plan. Yeah. So, uh. That's that's what's happening. And I might be able to stay with Brie for a little bit. You I'm know? just going to lock her in my basement. Yeah. So anyways, so that's that's what's happening. Okay. So I think that's it with our announcements, right? Yes. Okay. So do you have a neighborhood story? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on. It's giving me a Twitter link. Oh. I have mine are from Twitter, too. Thank you. Twitter. Also, at WWTN Podcast. Follow, follow us on Twitter, guys. Also, you should follow me on Twitter because I'm really funny. <laughs> I'm never on Twitter. I hate Twitter. And basically, I'm it's sorry, just... guys, who like Twitter, but Twitter sucks. It's stupid. And it only lets you put a certain amount of text in a freaking post. 140. Yeah. yeah, it's dumb because I have, like, so many things that Ouch. have to go in, like, our descriptions for our episodes. And I'm like, let me just make Twitter cut it down big time. All the rest of the... Twitter, you need to change your shit. Yeah, come on, Elon Musk. Yeah, Musk. What's that? What is that name even? Huh? Musk. Lower your voice, Bray. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm really passionate about this topic. Clearly. <laughs> Actually, listen to. Did you know he didn't even want to buy Twitter? Why did he buy it? He wanted to buy it, but then uh, he realized that it wasn't going to be how he wanted it to be, and so he's like, "I don't want to buy it." But he was he like, "Can't profit from it." Well, no, he was basically forced to buy it. $140 billion. To buy a website? That's dumb. Or was it $40 billion? I think it was $140 billion. I listened to a whole podcast about it. It was very fascinating. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't want to buy it. Anyways. Oh, wait. I did this one last week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The last time. That was when I was drunk. Oh. It was one about the dead parakeet. 
Oh, yeah. That was sad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're also getting really tan from being outside. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Found orange male cat, huge balls. Found orange male cat, huge balls. Anyone missing this boy? He's been hanging out at our house on Mulberry. Very loud talker, clean, largest set of testicles I've ever seen oh on a God. cat. <laughs> He's got does have huge. They're freaking huge. <laughs> These things are massive. I'm going to send. Uh, I'm just going to send it to you because I don't want to turn around my laptop. Okay. He's cute. He's a very cute orange cat. Like like Tony. Um, yeah, but he's not fluffy. Oh. He's a straight hair cat. There you go. Zoom in on those bad boys. Do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you're gonna wanna. You won't need to zoom in on those. They're really good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is he okay? I feel like he's gonna cut off his circulation on him from sitting <laughs> on them like that. Last week, or the last episode, we t- I left off with bon- telling the story of Bonnie and Clyde. Yay. Sorry, guys, for keeping you hanging on the cliffhanger. Yeah, so sorry. Um, so we last uh, last left off, Bonnie, Clyde, Buck, and Blanche. Was it Blanche? Yeah. Blanche? I think it's Blanche, Blanche actually. Blanche and Blanche were at a cabin hiding out in a local hiding out and a local pharmacist had spotted Clyde and Buck buying bandages at the for pharmacy Bonnie's bony for Bonnie's leg. yes um and so he called the police to let them know and the gang fled while being shot at and Buck was stuck struck in the head exposing a section of his brain and Blanche got shards of glass in her eyes Ew. so that's where we left off okay so they take off. They make it made it to Dexter, uh, Iowa, and settled in an abandoned amusement park. Oh my god, that is my dream. <laughs> so they're hiding out in this amusement park, and they get made because they were leaving bloody bandages like in the bathroom on the ground because uh, Buck is like bleeding from his head now, and Bonnie's he's still alive. Yeah, he's still oh. alive. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, anyways, These people have some determination, man. No kidding. <laughs> They're just living on adrenaline alone. Yeah. <laughs> so they they got made because they were leaving these bandages everywhere, and so the um, the people at that were also like hanging out in this abandoned amusement park called the police. So the officer, local officers, and about a hundred spectators surrounded the gang and the officers open fired bonnie and clyde and jones escaped buck and blanche blanche were arrested okay uh buck actually died a few days later in the hospital and blanche was arrested and sent to prison for six years okay so well two down two more to go three three yeah because we got jones okay yeah yeah and jones is that 16 year old Mm mm-hmm so for the next few weeks, the remaining members of the Barrow Gang were spotted in Colorado, Minnesota, and Mississippi and continued to commit small robberies. They even robbed an armory of rifles, uh, handguns, and ammunition in Illinois. In September of 1933, they went back to Dallas, Texas to see family because that's a smart thing to do, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, once they got there, 
Jones left Bonnie and Clyde to go to Houston where his mother lived. He's like, deuces, I'm out and goes and goes back to his mom's house. He was later arrested in November of the same year and would eventually be sentenced to 15 years in prison. Okay. Some speculate that since he was a minor, Clyde had instructed him that if he were ever to get caught, to tell authorities that he was forced to ride along with the gang and pin everything on Clyde and uh, Jones and Buck. So, which the the kid, Jones, actually ended up doing. Okay. okay. So, Smart. um. And because he was like, yep, they made me do this stuff. So he actually wasn't going to be in as much trouble. Okay. Because of his testimony, a grand jury delivered a murder indictment against Bonnie and Clyde, though. So this is the first time that Bonnie has been uh, indicted for murder. Uh, So when they were visiting family in Dallas, Texas... Uh, Clyde suspected that something was off, so one day he left the house and drove off, and near and nearby officers ran out like they were keeping an eye on this house. Um, they ran, uh, drove off, and uh, nearby officers ran out and started shooting at the car, striking both Bonnie and Clyde in the legs. But they both escaped. Of course. Damn. <laughs> So in January of 1934, Clyde finally was able to orchestrate an attempt at his original goal of getting revenge on the East Ham prison farm and the Texas Department of Corrections. Because remember, he was angry at them for um, the way that he was treated in prison. Yeah. Okay. So that was gross. Yeah. So there were various people on the prison farm who were at one point or another in the Barrow gang. So he had some people on the inside and it was Clyde's goal to get them out. So in the ensuring escape, Major Jones Rosen was shot and killed while several men escaped. This escape brought down the full power of Texas and the federal governments. Can you imagine just like multiple escapees? Yeah. Um, No. The Texas Department of Corrections reached out to former Texas Ranger Hank Hammer and asked him to track down the Barrow Gang. Okay. So Hammer had s- served as a law enforcement officer in some form, mostly as a Texas Ranger, and he is widely recognized. That's so cool. I know. Um, he was widely recognized as one of the best in Tex- one of the best Texas Rangers to ever carry the badge. He is officially credited with 53 kills. What was his name? Um, Hold on. It is Hank Hammer. Another cool name. I know. Bring Hank. down the hammer. Hank. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, my brother had a leopard gecko, gecko named Hank. Um, He named it after Hank the dog, though. Those books. Oh, those are good books. Alice should read those. Charlotte. Oh, Alice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, he was officially credited with 53 kills and suffered 17 wounds himself. Uh, three of Hammer's four brothers were also Texas Rangers. His brother Harrison was the best shot of the four, but Hank was considered the most tenacious. Oh yeah. So. Gotta be with that name. I know, right? (laughs) Hank Hammer, man. Hank Hammer. So starting on February 10th, 1934, Hammer became the constant shot, became a constant shadow of the barrel gang. He was always either one or two cities behind them. Like he was couching up though. 
Um, on Easter Sunday, 1934, Highway Patrolman H.D. Murphy and Edward Wheeler stopped their motorcycles to help a motorist who was on the side of the road. And they, as they approached, they realized it was Clyde and another man named Henry Methbin, who was one of the prison escapees, and they opened fired. Ah. Methbin then later said that he fired the first shots after mistakenly thinking that Clyde wanted the officers dead. How do you um, mistake that? I don't know. Like, oh, I thought you said shoot him. No, I said, I don't know. Duck. Duck. <laughs> uh, so uh, Clyde joined in after Methman uh, started shooting and and eyewitnesses, which like, how are the eyewitnesses so crazy? Claimed that Bonnie herself fire, fired the fatal shots, which spread like, and this this news of her like making those fatal shots spread like wildfire. Once it was reported by the papers, over the next few months, these stories became more and more embellished. Of course, eventually a thousand dollar reward, uh, which is about twenty three thousand dollars in today's money uh was announced for the bodies of the responsible of those responsible for the murders so not just like wanted dead or alive yep basically uh not their capture like we i said just the bodies and then the texas governor would later add an additional five hundred dollars to that reward so and in today's money that would be what eleven thousand dollars oh my gosh eleven thousand five hundred dollars additional in today's money so not long after the public uh, also i have a question though about that so they put out this reward for them wanted dead or alive would you then be in trouble for murder if you killed them that's what i would that's what i always wonder whenever you see those types of things like i would think that it would be like if you, if you had get to a kill pardon them, yeah like, oh, I, I, or I don't know, like, if it was self-defense, maybe, I would think that it would be okay. But if you're just like, got him. So, like, the bounty but hunters. Although, what would the cops do? Right. You get, I, I know bounty hunters usually get more if they're brought in li- alive. But. Aren't they? I, th- I think they're usually paid more. If they yeah, I would assume so. But it's just interesting that, like, do you get a pardon? Like, you, you said wanted dead or alive. Yep. So I went hunting I for them. In, so, you know, you take care of the rest. I don't know. Very including interesting. Including my jail time. <laughs> including my jail time. <laughs> like, just go ahead and mark off. Just go ahead and just erase that part. I, I'm secretly a serial killer, and I just, like, right? got another one on the belt. That would actually be a really good way to stay, like, undercover I'm as like a serial killer. dead or alive people. Yeah. Like, wanted people. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Man. Okay. So not long after the public's opinion has shifted now that they see saw Bonnie as a cold-blooded murderer, just like Clyde. So in May of 1934, Hammer was still tracking the couple and began to see a pattern. He noticed that they were they traveled in a pattern between several states because of the state line rule meaning that officers wouldn't pursue them from one state to another, which is still, I believe, a thing. I don't know. Um, they also stated started watching the family of Henry Methman in Louisiana because they noticed that almost all of the gang members centered around the visiting various visiting 
various family members scattered around the country. So they're like keeping an eye on all the family members now. Smart. So Clyde has had designated Meth Ben's parents' house as a rendezvous point if they got separated, which they had happened only days before. Okay. So May 21st, 1934, a six-man posse composed of Hank Hammer and various Texas and Louisiana officers learned that Bonnie and Clyde were planning to visit Aver- Averson Methbin, which is Methbin's dad. Okay. So they set up an ambush on Louisiana State Highway in 19 or Highway 154 and waited. 9:15 a.m. on May 23rd. Hey, that was just a couple days ago. Hey, hey, hey. The posse was concealed in the bushes by the road, and they had persuaded Averson, the dad, to pull his truck over on the side of the road, hoping that Bonnie and Clyde, when they came through, would see Averson and they would, you know, stop to yeah. talk to him. I don't know. So they were getting ready to actually give up because they're waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing was, they weren't showing up. And they hear Clyde's vehicle approach. So Bonnie and Clyde begin to slow down near Averson's car and the posse opened fire on the vehicle. Oh, man. Clyde was struck in the head by the first shot and he died almost immediately. (sighs) At the first shot, Bonnie began to scream as officers emptied each of their guns into the car. Over 130 rounds were fired. And the coroner said that Clyde had 17 entrance (gasps) wounds. And Bonnie had 26. Oh, my gosh. Including several in her, her head. Oh, my gosh. News quickly spread that Bonnie and Clyde had been killed. And so a crowd began to form around the scene. People were approaching the scene and tried to take souvenirs. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they wanted shell casings, parts of the car. It was okay to be into true crime, but now it is. Yeah, right? (laughs) So they wanted shell casings, parts of the car. People even took locks of Bonnie's hair. Ew. And one man... (laughs) This is gross. One man was caught trying to cut off Clyde's trigger finger. (gasps) Ew. (laughs) That's disgusting. That's... No. That's, what are you going to do? Sell it? Oh, this is worth a lot of money one day. Put it in like a jar of water. Ew, what? This is Clyde's finger. That he pulled the gun on. Yep. The legacy of Bonnie and Clyde has looked on and they have become folk heroes to some people. Their story has been told in books, movies, and songs. And they are remembered as symbols of the lawless spirit of the early 20th century. But many to many others... They remembered as the notorious pillars who terrorized the country with violence and crimes. They killed at least 13 people that we know of. And Bonnie and Clyde's crime spree was a defining moment in the history of American crime. Their daring exploits and violent crimes captivated the public and inspired fear across the country. While their legacy has been the subject of much debate, One thing is certain, Bonnie and Clyde will always be remembered as the two of the most notorious outlaws in American history. Yeah. And it was also said that 40,000 people went to view Clyde's body when it was being buried. Yeah. And over 50,000 people went to view Bonnie's. 
And you know that people travel, like, were traveling yeah, for that. Isn't that's that crazy? Wild. While the, their legacy has been the subject of much debate, one thing is certain Bonnie and Clyde will always be remembered as the two of the most notorious outlaws in American, country, American history. I love it. And that is the story of Bonnie and Clyde. That was wild. That's crazy. I did I not, know. like I told you before, I did not know all that about them. Isn't it just so weird to think that like even now, that was like back in the 30s, right? Yeah. Like even now, they're still like incredibly talked about and like people want to be them. And yeah. it's like, do you really though? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. They didn't just steal stuff, guys. They killed people. They killed people. But their love story is very uh I, w- I wish I wish we knew more about that. Like, their love more in depth story about their love story. Like I know he, you said he wrote her poetry, right? Or no, she, she wrote po- she poetry. Wrote poetry. Like I want to know. Yeah. Like I don't know. There, I wish like they. I kind of wish they were still alive and just in jail. No, that way they could like tell their story. Oh, just so man. it'd be like it'd be even more big then. Oh yeah, thousand percent. Be, I'm sure. I or know at there one point they them, were. They would probably be dead now. Yeah, but uh, or close to it or close to it. Yeah, they would definitely I think that it would be really fascinating if they were able to like dig up like journals or something yeah. that she kept. Yeah, I know that they're... Also, they would definitely be dead. So, um, but I know that uh, their hat, her hat and his hat that they both wore uh, is in a museum and you can see the bullet that like the the bullet that killed him is it the smithsonian he, i think so oh, that makes sense they have a lot of stuff and their was car it the French beret yeah <sighs> and her car is their car is also and you can see all the bullet holes it's wow really cool. that's really neat yeah like, i saw it on a tiktok like that's wild ago that's wild yeah that was a good story thank you, you. You're welcome. Tell me a spooky story of a spooky ghost. Um, Tell me a, a story about a Sasquatch. Tell me a story, an alien story. You haven't done one of those in a while. It's a ghost story. Okay. Um, it's uh, about the Limp family and the Limp mansion. Limp. Limp. L-E-M-P. Limp. Limp mansion and the Limp family. Do they limp? <sighs> I'll you find out. Okay, so um, there's a lot of history on this, so uh, take it in. And also there's a lot of like, there's just, I'm kind of going to be jumping around a little bit because I had trouble placing things. Gotcha. Okay. The Limp Mansion is located in St. Louis, Missouri. It was built by a John Adam Limp who arrived in St. Louis as an immigrant from Esquige, I forgot to look up how to pronounce that, Germany in 1838. He opened a, he started out by opening a grocery store called Limp and Company, and his stores had something unique about them, something that differed from the other grocery stores. Okay. And it was that uh, he made his own vinegar, and he also had lager beer. I'm very interested to see how you actually make vinegar. (laughs) I just let it, just let some crap sit out for a while. Yeah. (laughs) I want to know what vinegar is. I don't know what vinegar is. It's obviously fermented. Yeah. It's something... And it's consumable. Is it like potato? No. Is it water? No, it's not water. It's it's some kind of oh shoot. What is vinegar? I don't know. Anyways. Um, but also lager beer, which is the big thing that we should be focusing on. So okay. sure, sure, sure. the vinegar. Okay. Um 
um, lager beer was not around in the U.S. at the time. So okay. just okay, like, okay, you okay, know, okay. boring beer. Boring beer. The art of brewing was picked up from his father. And Limp found that brewing it in the natural limestone cave system under St. Louis was the perfect con- condition for aging his beer. Interesting. Since the beer itself seemed to be a big hem- hit, I keep on getting hemp and limp, <laughs> limp and hit, a uh, big hit, Limp canned the, he canned the grocery store idea. And okay. he's like, I'm going to open a brewery. Sure. So he opened one at 112 South or S 2nd Street, and it was a success. Okay. This, of course, carried throughout the family. Uh, Limp's son, William J. Limp Sr., uh, six, who, who succeeded his father, uh, and his father, uh, Papa Limp, Adam Limp, he ended up passing uh, not long after that in 1862. Okay. And the son took over the business. Sorry. Okay. So William, the son, grew the business, making it the largest brewery in St. Louis, soon to be the first nationwide and soon worldwide beer due to his idea of refrigerated railway cars. So Whoa. in 1868, William's father-in-law built the mansion with the beer money, of course, B-W-B-R-U-N, beer run. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I said that really fast. Yeah, you did. Uh, close to the brewery location. So it was kind of like their like headquarters. Okay. It was then eventually purchased by William, who made improvements and additions, and it made it into the Victorian-style mansion and, like I said, the headquarters of the business. Okay. So the brewing company was soon incorporated into William J. Limp Brewing Company. Mm -hmm. By 1892, his son, William J. Limp Jr., so many repeated names, or Billy, we're going to call him Billy. Good old Billy. Good Billy. Was made vice president, and so it continued to run mm-hmm. through the family. All right, so I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to give you a little bit of stuff through the family. Um, Papa Limp, uh, the first William Limp Sr., mm-hmm. he had quite a few children. I think it was five. Either four so or five. many children. So many, but not for that time, though. Okay, like so gross how many children that is. It, it's so disgusting. I agree. I and agree. people I'm that have too. five kids, like, ew, gross. Like... <laughs> You guys have problems. You guys have patience. Mm, is it patience? We shut up. <laughs> All these people listen to us because they have five kids. My mom has five kids. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to jump through some of the kids. I'm not going to go in their birth order or okay. whatever. Okay, so the fourth son named Frederick. Papa Limp originally wanted to pass the business on to the fourth son instead of Billy. Okay. But Frederick, unfortunately, had some health problems, and he ended up dying in 1901 due to heart failure. Oh. William J. Limp Sr. This is Papa Limp. Okay. Billy's dad. Sorry. Okay. I feel the need to, because I had to, like, talk myself yes, through all this. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so at some point, his wife died um, of cancer in the home, I believe, mm-hmm. in the mansion. He went through a lot of grief, went through depression, and to add to it, he also lost his best friend in 1904. On February 13th of 1904, he also he lost his favorite son. Shouldn't say stuff like that. It was his favorite son. On February 13th of 1904, <laughs> Papa Limp event, evidently got up from bed, ate breakfast, and said he wasn't feeling well. He then returned to his upstairs bedroom. This was in the mansion. And around 9.30 a.m., he shot himself in the head at 67 years old. Oh, my gosh. Elsa Limp. 
slash right. Elsa? Yes, this is one of the doctor daughters. It's I love a, a German. That. I love it. Uh, Elsa was the youngest daughter of Papa Limp. In 1910, she married a Thomas Wright, making her the richest heiress in St. Louis. It's not really that important, but I felt the need to say it because I sure. thought it was badass. Sorry, real quick. This is not on topic at all. In the movie Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I want to watch that so bad. I it's just said that video. the other day. It's, it's on like... Uh, it's, on, it's Peacock. on Peacock, yeah. But um, in the movie Cocaine Bear, the two hikers in the beginning, their name is Elsa and Olaf. And um, no way, yeah. <laughs> uh, who is it's kind of it? like a spoof, right? Yeah, because that's a true story. It is, but it uh, what? Oh my gosh, what's her name? Oh my gosh. What the F is her name? Insert waiting music. What's with the neighbors? And this pointless interruption was brought to you by Brie. Now let's get back to the show. Elizabeth Banks. Oh, I love her so, so she, much. So she She was pitch perfect, right? Yes. And she was the producer of Cocaine Bear. Well, and I, I, I didn't know that. I want to believe that, like, her daughter was like, Mom, can you name one of my one of your characters after uh Frozen? And she's like, Sure. I guess. Yeah. So she <laughs> just named like that's what I like to picture because why are their names Elsa and Olaf? Because it's already kind of like a ridiculous movie. It is a, yeah. Anyway, so go ahead. That was Okay. So Elsa Limp, she's the richest heiress now because she's married to this really rich guy. Right. But their marriage didn't last long. They filed for divorce Divorce in 1919, and she felt that he had treated her with coldness and absent. However, in 1920, they remarried, so I guess okay. it wasn't that bad. Um, just, maybe she just liked the money, although she was super rich, too. Uh, just after they had returned to their home in St. Louis, this was not the mansion, where uh, Elsa had evidently killed herself by oh gunshot. Why? I say evidently because it is questionable, I guess, um, because of their history with like breaking up or ending the marriage and whatnot. And also no one called the police until like two hours later. It's weird. Yeah. I want to know why everyone's killing themselves in this house. I know. It's sad. You look so sad. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Okay, um, so Billy, a.k.a. William J. Limp Jr., Billy. Billy took over the business in 1904 because the other brother died and he was the favorite son. So Billy right. was not the favorite son. Okay. Even though he was, like, completely, like, ready to take over the business. He was even named after his dad. And also he went to college specifically for this. But so, but he, he wasn't the one who was the favorite one, which made me mad when I was reading all this. And I'm just like, why wouldn't he pick him? perfect candidate he doesn't he didn't okay. he didn't win so billy took over the business in 1904 and he lived with his by wife lillian handlin or some a lot of people called her the lavender lady oh evidently she wore lots of lavender and even had like a lavender carriage with like the horses straps and everything everything was lavender the color lavender yeah okay i love it um and their only son william the third in another home this was not the mansion okay marriage with billy though wasn't what it was cracked up to be billy at first showed off mrs limp as like his trophy wife oh yeah um 
And sure. basically, he required her to go shopping every week and spend like $1,000 every week. What a pain. Like he forced her to like, you need to go shopping. This is what you do as my wife. You need to go shopping. Oh, so terrible. Why are people keep like living I my know, like, dreams? Like, come on. Where are you? Come Where's here. my husband yeah. that asked me to do that? <laughs> what the heck? That's chump change. <laughs> This didn't last long. Billy started to become... Why is she complaining about... I, I know. Well, he did become unfaithful. He I brought home... Sorry. I'm so sorry. I could understand <laughs> You're being so like... You're so upset by this. I am because it's like, I can understand. She's like, I am so much more than my looks and like spending money in this materialistic person. I get that and I understand that. So I could understand if she was upset. I don't know if she actually was upset. It sounds like she might have been. It sounds like she was complaining in that sentence. So I could, I get it. I get it. But like, I never wanted, I never wanted to work. I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> I could do it. I'd be okay with it. Okay. Anyways. Um, I think the reason, that's not the reason why they, why things started going wrong. He became unfaithful, started bringing home numerous sex workers and would have like have friends over and like have big parties and stuff like that. They they had like um, base uh, underground, the underground tunnels. Uh -huh. I'll go over that in a little bit. We're kind of connected to, to the mansion. OK. And so they had like a bowling alley down there, and, like a dining area and like an auditorium cool. and a theater and stuff. What? So they would like party down there. It's like a speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they would party a lot. And so in 1908, they divorced. It was a huge scandal. Like everybody knew about it. It was a, and it, there was also a big custody dispute over the son. Billy was charged with desertion and cruel treatment and given only visitation rights to his only child. Dang. But also like, did she get alimony? Like I bet you, she did. You I would set fight me for up. alimony. You made me spend a thousand dollars every week I can't just give that life up now. I'm addicted yeah, no. to it. I'm I'm used to it. Probably. And also like child support. He had to support his own kid. Yeah. Okay. So to get away, Billy built a country home overlooking the Miramec River, which okay. is now the edge of Sunset Hills. Okay. And in 1990. Wait, I forgot. Where is, is this in Germany? St. Louis, Missouri. Gotcha. Okay. In 1919, prohib prohibition took a major toll on the business, putting it into a slump. The yeah, brewery, it's a beer company. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't want alcohol, no alcohol. Yeah. So the brewery was shut down and sold to the Limp's friend, Papa Joe. Papa Joe. Then he sold it at, uh, and then it sold at an auction to an international shoe company for uh, 588000 that's not very much. God. How much is that in today's money, Brie? Hold on. I can't believe you didn't have that ready. So in today's money would be $93,546,117.82. It's a lot of money. I mean, it's a beer company, so. And I'm pretty sure that was under. I don't think that was that was the full amount that they, they should have gotten. I no. think it was worth more. Yeah. Um, in December of 1922, ow, a, at age 55, Billy shot himself in the... Why are people killing themselves in this house? He shot himself in the office of the mansion, in his office of his mansion, um, the 
Limp Mansion, which is now the left front dining room. So that's two, three deaths there. I, I wasn't three. sure. I'm pretty sure the their mother died there. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure she died there. And the dad died there and he died there. So that's three. Okay. That's really weird. Yep. Charles Limp, the third son. Okay. So in 1929, Charles Limp, the third son, um, son of Papa Limp, was the last Papa Limp Lim. to live in the mansion. He left the brewery in 1917 to go into banking and finance and dabbled in like some politics. Whoa. He lived in the home with his dog and two servants who were married. Okay. Uh, in April of 1941, Charles randomly sent a letter to a South St. Louis funeral home requesting that just in case of his death... His remains should be taken by ambulance to Missouri Crematory. His body should not be bathed, clothed, or changed. What? His ashes should be put in a wicker box and buried on his farm. Sorry, there's a lot of autocorrect in here that it should have I said That's boost. Okay. There was to be no funeral and no notice in the papers. What? Probably because of all the suicides and he didn't want to make his family name look yeah, bad. Even get, though it's uh, already in the dump, kind of. Eight years later, he shot himself and his dog. Oh, my. Why the dog? I know. And he did leave a suicide note. And it said, in case I'm found dead, blame it on no one but me. In case I'm found dead? He's like, I'm going to put it up for debate. I'm just going to leave this here just in case I, like, don't, like, he's going to have some drinks. And, like, I'm going to write this note just in case if I get up the nerve. And if not, then, you know, it's fine. But it's also. So sad. Okay, but. Also, like, if you lived, you could just get rid of the note. He's <laughs> <laughs> just going to leave it there for safekeeping. <laughs> Poor guy. This is not funny, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but also, you shot your dog. Why would we shoot the dog? But, like, my thing is, like, I, I thought about it and I was like, well, maybe he didn't want the dog to be there by himself. And, like, what if no one found him right away? But on the other hand, they said that there was a couple of the servants that lived there. So like they could have taken he just, care of the puppy. Maybe he maybe the dog he didn't want the dog to eat him after. I'm just really sad about the dog. I know. So sad. I wonder <sighs> what his name was. I didn't get his name. Hank. Hank. Okay, so now we have Edwin Lip. Okay. He was the last living child of the Limp siblings. Edwin died of natural causes at age 90, ending Dang. the Limp family line. Per his last wishes, his butler burned all the paintings that Limp had collected throughout his life, as well as priceless Limp family documents and artifacts just vanishing from history. He just wanted it all gone and Why? disappeared. Probably because of how, like, depressed the whole family was and how of all oh, the suicides. Probably just didn't want that on anyone else. <sighs> okay, so... What about the son, though? The what? The son. Which son? The one... With the custody, uh, mm -hmm. um, they don't they don't really talk about him. Oh, okay, well, he didn't inherit anything. I don't think he inherited the business or anything. So, why not? I don't know. Okay, sorry. Okay, so we have another son though, possibly. A, oh, this one is he's called the, the monkey faced boy. Oh so, no! It was rumored that Billy had an illegitimate child with uh with Down syndrome who was kept in the attic out of public view. I feel like I've heard this before. You probably have. I think, and that's why we drink may have covered this. I Maybe. This sounded familiar to me too. Yeah. So they kept him in the attic out of public view. 
and he died at age 30 in <gasps> the 1940s and was buried in a family plot. Um, I guess that people, this hasn't been proven, but like there's a family plot and it says, um, all it says is limp. It doesn't say a name or anything. So it doesn't say exactly who it is, but it just says limp. Interesting. So it's one of the family members, but they don't know who, but like, I'm pretty sure everybody else is accounted for. So it's got to be him. It has um, to be. But like, they, I guess paranormal uh, psychics have gone there and they're like, that's not true. And I guess there's no documents of this child. On the other hand, this was back in the day and these people were mother effing rich. So they probably could have like. Hid anything. It. Yeah. But where, what about the mom? I don't know. It's illegitimate. So maybe, I don't, I don't know. I didn't think about that. <gasps> oh man. What if he killed her? I don't know. Maybe. I didn't. I didn't see anything about the mom. Interesting. Okay, so let's talk about the limp mansion. Finally, isn't that what we've been talking about? <laughs> Just talking about the family. I looked it up. It's really pretty. It is. So the mansion is a Victorian-styled home consisting of three floors, including the attic and the basement, and a total of thirty-three rooms. Also, did you know that like rooms could be like the bathroom? Or the kitchen room. Yeah. Or, like, the living room. Like, my house technically has, like, nine rooms. So, like, I have a nine. I have a nine-room house. Okay. So, then I would have a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Mm. If you count the garage, it's 13. Yeah. Then, then that's, that's technically a room. Wait. So, then I would have ten. Dang. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> okay, so the mansion even had a tunnel system that connected right. them all underground. Um and also like the tunnel system where the like the caves that were connected to where the beer yeah. was made. The caves were made of limestone. And I told you before, limestone is like a big thing with paranormal. It's like yeah. conducting lots of energy. So that makes a lot of sense. Much of the cave will, space was converted into an auditorium and a theater and a swimming pool and a bowling alley. So, like I had said before, lots of parties were held there. But I believe it's all sealed off now. Why? Just stupid waste of space. Probably for, like, mold and shit. It's probably dangerous. Maybe. <laughs> um, rumors from neighbors claim the mansion have had a zoo as well. Because I guess they like heard wild animals and stuff. So after Charles died in 1949, the mansion was sold. The guy who killed himself, I believe. The, Which one? <laughs> the last one. <laughs> the one who killed his dog. Um, the mansion was sold and became a boarding house for many years. And over the but over the years, it became more difficult to keep up and keep tenants and do or keep tenants due to the hauntings. Okay. So in 1965, a large part of the grounds from the property were taken for the new highway 55 and the mansion was on its way to being demolished. No. In 1975, the mansion was saved, renovated and restored to its original state and made into a, you guessed it, bed and breakfast and a restaurant. I never guessed anything. Boom. boom. I'll ever was made into a bed and breakfast. It's like, Ooh, what can we do with this creepy death trap? Their Let's food make it looks, an Airbnb. Their food looks good on yeah, their website. It had great reviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the hauntings. Um, from 1975 to 1977, during renovations, the workers would often report paranormal experiences. 
The workers felt harassed by slamming doors, strange noises, and uncomfortable feelings. And a painter during renovations was working on the ceiling at one point and felt an impatient presence watching over his work, which ended up driving him off. He's like, I can't, I just can't be good enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody being super picky, like, oh, you got a spot on the wall. You, you got that spot. Nope, that's not right. <laughs> this should not be taking you four Up days today. down. Have you not seen the Karate Kid? <laughs> <laughs> um in the attic as i told you about the monkey face boy um guests and staff have reported someone speaking throughout the third floor and attic and hallway and storage room area uh they've heard someone saying come play with me Aww. people walking by on the streets have also reported seeing a little boy peeking out the tiny window in the attic in paranormal investigations, toys are placed in the attic bedroom in a marked spot. And when they return the toy return, whenever they return, the toys are in another part of the room. Uh, another oh investigator gosh. claimed to feel something tugging on his hair in the hallway just outside the room. Um, in the main stairway, the feeling of being watched is common is a common feeling as well as fast running and footsteps have been heard going up the stairs. I'm just in such a rush. <laughs> I forgot this. I gotta go back. Also, sounds of someone kicking the door down have been reported. All kicking <laughs> the door down. Yeah, it just reminds me of uh uh what's is his name the com comedian that i love so much and you love him too dan cook yeah dan cook where he said he wanted to do just want to do a b and b oh a yeah &E, b and e <laughs> just kick the door down <laughs> <laughs> went down in the kitchen kicked that one down too Coosh, coosh. <laughs> uh, i love him also orbs have been caught on video going up and down the stairs the back stairway sounds of a dog panting and clinking nails no. and dragging a dragging a chain have been heard no. in this area. Um, believing to be Charles' dog. Yeah. On the second floor, aka William Limp Suite, uh, reports of a white apparition of an older man with two with a two inch beard, so specific, in the yeah, sitting room. They measure <laughs> it? I'd, I'd say it's about two inches. <laughs> <laughs> hold on let me get out my By ruler mine standards mine's about five so it'll take about three yeah we're gonna go with two inches um two inch beard sitting in the room by the window had been seen as well as a presence near the mirror on the large on the large clothes closet okay. i guess there's like a mirror that's on the floor okay the second floor lavender lady suite up here, you can smell the strong scent of lavender, no. which can also be smelled on the furniture, as well as a shadow slipping through the crack in the bedroom Ew. door or in the bathroom door. Lastly, even the door, even with the door locked, it has been found open wide many times. That's the second floor. It lavender like lady that. On the first floor, the piano on the first floor is often heard playing on its own, and drinks have been known to stir themselves, as well as glasses moving and breaking on their own. I wouldn't mind someone stirring my drink. Yeah, I, I would like the piano, too. Yeah, especially, like, whenever I'm drinking my bourbon and Diet Dr. Peppers, like, the, the alcohol settles to the bottom, and, uh -huh. like, it needs to be stirred around every now and then. So, like, go ahead. Do it. Go ahead, and that's your job. Yep. Thanks, ghosty. <laughs> um, in the Lavender Ladies dining room, Creepily, the paintings of the people in this room tend to follow you wherever you go. And Wait, how? Like they, like their eyes just look oh, like the they're eyes. watching you. Yeah, ooh, like in Haunted it's Mansion. So creepy. <laughs> yes, and investigators from Missouri Ghost Hunters um, were roughly pushed out of the door in this room. 
In the dining area, in the living room, guests have been touched and a full operation of a man have been seen sitting at the table before the restaurant opens. And whenever they ask, like, what are you doing here, man? He's like, he just disappears right before their eyes. No. Um, And that was the original uh, William Limp Jr.'s, a.k.a. his office where he killed himself. Oh, Brie. Um, In the downstairs women's bathroom, many women have reported a solid apparition of a man peeking over the stall at them. (gasps) Ew, peeping Tom. (laughs) This was evidently where Billy had a private bathroom. One guest who experienced this left the bathroom and told the two men, two two men she saw outside, I hope you got a good eyeful. (laughs) (laughs) And they had no idea what she was talking about. (laughs) I hope you like what you saw. (laughs) They're like, what? (laughs) I was just staring at this painting. (laughs) um in the basement the areas around the sealed tunnel which led to the pool theater and the party area are um called the gates of hell that's what people call them what the heck um psychics have since an angry angry silent shadowy figure intensely pacing back and forth in front of the sealed tunnel uh the basement dining rooms this Area gives the feeling of someone looking over your shoulder. An investigator once spotted a white misty apparition floating up the archway out of the corner of his eye. And when he turned, it disappeared. But quick, a quick picture revealed an orb. Also down here, the table cloths have been silently torn off the tables and the tables move whenever you're turned away from them. Okay. I'm almost watching. Or I'm almost done. Okay. Okay. So I know this is a long one. I haven't done a long one in a while. No, you're good. I don't know. I'm just like uncomfortable right now i i know it's it's i think it's the no blanket i don't know the no blankets bother me that could be it. um after watching an episode of ghost adventures um i just got kind of little tiny bits of it because i was drinking at the time so um sorry <laughs> first of all the crew spoke with some of the staff and the owners and one said almost every time they'd been there they'd seen something paranormal whoa the owner had recalled an experience where he'd found pictures that had turned upside down upstairs. Like, I guess his wife, who also worked there, was up there cleaning. And she's like, hey, she and she came downstairs to tell him. She's like, hey, you need to go upstairs and go go see something. And he's like, what do you want me to see? She's like, you'll know when you go up there. And he goes up there. Everything looks normal. And then he turns around and the pictures are all upside down. Ew. Yeah. Um, At least they're not crosses. Yeah. And still the pits. That still freaks me out, though, still, regardless. Yeah. During investigation, a couple who were once guests at the Airbnb had claimed they had had an experience in the William Limp's room um, years prior. And so the crew was like, hey, you want to be part of our investigation? (laughs) And they had them lay in the bed for a little bit. And they, I guess they were all on board for it. And the man was like, hey, if someone's in the room, dim the lights. And right on cue, the lights like dimmed like right after he said it. Like it was like a really quick dim and light again. Okay, so that's all the haunted stuff that I have. I got two Yelp I'm scared reviews. Okay. Yep, I'm scared. Yep, I'm scared reviews. This one's from Patty H. And she gave five stars. Good job, Patty. I went with my brother for a haunted tour of the hotel. We were loaned an infrared camera to film and take pictures with an instrument similar to a Geiger counter. When we were in the lavender room, I walked over to the far side of the bed, which is an which is against the wall. I was checking the activity there by the instrument. It showed high activity and with a wall right behind me. Okay. A wall directly right 
to my right and a bed in front of me. Something touched the lower inside of my right leg and then my left leg. Okay. Later, we went and saw the room with the piano in it. When I went to where the bench for the piano was, I could faintly smell vanilla and cigars. Oh. I went home later, and when I was getting ready for bed, I can smell cigar smoke in my room for Still? about 10 minutes. It was such an awesome experience, and if you are into haunted houses, you will definitely want to take a tour. We do not. We did not stay the night at the hotel or have dinner during the visit, so planning on going back. Okay. Okay. Thank you. This is from Sarah R. We stayed in the Elsa suite, which is on the top floor and rumored to be the most haunted. Upon entering, I immediately began to experience vertigo and bothersome neck pain, and that lasted until I left the room after having to lay down on the bed for 15 minutes. Whoa. During the night and above the din of the freeway, my husband and I heard loud sighing and breathing that <laughs> came from neither one of us. And located in between the bed and the mirror across from the bed. We slept with the light on until oh after gosh. 4 a.m. And when we finally turned it off, I awoke to an interesting dream that detailed what I believe to be an injury of a person who had been there before. Whoa. As of today, the mansion is still haunted and is open as a bed and breakfast, having a great restaurant from what I read in the reviews. You can also go on ghost tours and hear all the creepy ghost stories in the history. And every Sunday they have a murder mystery dinner. Oh, I love that. And that is the Limp family and the Limp family mansion. 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 Limp mansion. All right. That was a good one. Thank, Thank you. you. Sorry that was so long. No, I'm. I, it's fine that it's long. It it's very fascinating how like oh i didn't even mention it what i didn't so i didn't find it online probably because i i'm i don't know maybe i didn't wasn't looking for the right things but on ghost adventures they had mentioned that in the tunnels beneath there was a a native american and a a woman who wanted to marry a man but they were she was meant to marry someone else and uh -huh. they wanted to be together so they ran away and they hid in the tunnels and they got stuck down there and died or one of them died or something. Oh my and then gosh. Supposedly some people believe that the tunnels are haunted. And then some people think that that's maybe why the family was cursed. The limp family. So yeah. I, why that would was they very be essential. cursed because of that though? Um, because you know, if, if the native American couple can't be together, then no one else can be together. That I was going to say, I, it's fascinating that they all were, like, depressed or yeah. something like it's that. It's like, like, it ran through the family. Yeah. But also, like, it, it it's a, like, a typical tale, like, money can't buy you happiness. It could buy they my had, happiness. They had all the money in the world, and it, they, every one of them, except for one, all of them but one, killed themselves. That is so crazy. Yeah. Except for the old, the one son, the favorite son. He died. Right. Of heart failure. Yeah. So crazy. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, you're welcome. I don't really have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you my neighborhood story real quick. Okay. Um, it's from Twitter. And it says, um, my neighbor would work on his car every day. And after two months, I offered to help. And he said, it's not broke. I just hate my family. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I 
well, I'm going to go work on the car again, I guess. It's like Josh going to the garage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go sneak in the garage. <laughs> yeah. My dad has a TV, a, a chair, a table, and a TV in the garage. I, that's genius. And he'll just sit out there but and you know, watch TV. That's cool. That's, that's awesome. Did you see the dad spa thing that I posted of dude dad? Oh my God, you should watch it. It's hilarious. I love oh. them. It's, I like do dad. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go. Yep. We um, love you guys. And uh, thank you for being patient with us. Yes. Keep uh, good thoughts in your brain for us. Thank you. Say, oh, say hi to you. Nope. So have you checked out on the neighbors? That's what the neighbors. Bring me out. out. We're not going to be neighbors anymore. Stop. Um, say hi to our cats for us. <laughs> Meow. Stop. Don't get dead. Oh, no. I just realized that. We're a lie. This is all a lie.